Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to begin the football weekend. And as they say in Tinseltown, roll up. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray. They had pride. They had talent. They had hats and t-shirts. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome in. Happy Friday. Dirt and Spray here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fam. No spray, no swag, just dirt. And Jordan Schultz. What's up, Schultz? What's up, man? Merry Christmas. Happy Friday. Yeah, happy, fr- happy Friday, man. This is uh, it's always a welcome sign when Schultz gets to come in. I always receive the good news happily. And uh, I like I did want to ask you. I remember when I was, you know, the kind of the guy around the building that had to what's the open position? Like hey, who's gone this week? Like okay, I'll go do that job. Yeah. How much of a of it of a pain in the ass is it to get up and come in and do this show? For I mean, one day at cuz you're usually only doing it one day at a time. Yeah. Like swag Mondays or today on a Friday. You you don't get like a lead into it where it's like, "Hey, a week like by Wednesday or Thursday you're kind of used to it, your sleep schedule's normal." It's like, "Hey, you're living a normal life. Oh wait, by the way, Tomorrow you need to wake up at the crack of dawn. Well, it affects my wifey too because my alarm goes off at, at yeah. like you know four thirty-five is when it ticked this morning. So that's a thing, man. Yeah, she rolled out of bed too, goes to the bathroom, kisses me goodbye. So I mean, it's <laughs> it definitely throws off the situation at home a little bit. But my wife is very supportive. So so I guess to to wake up this early randomly it sucks a little bit. But there are two things that I will wake up this early for. Okay, what do you got? One of them is sports. That's for sure. Hey, so there you go. Talk man. sports, and the other is a good, yummy, just kill me with calories breakfast. So if you wake me up with, like, I'm smelling bacon. If I get you, so if I started cooking bacon in your house at, like, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, you're getting up? Yep. That'll do it, really. And and, and, I'm a little chubby, but, like, some, you know, (laughs) massive, like, tub of whatever you want to call me coming in over here. I'm, what, 5'10", 220 pounds. I'm a little chubby, but, but yeah, that that will get me out of bed very quickly. I think we're going to get a height and weight right out of the gate. I love it, man. Well, yeah, ding. Ding, Yeah, a a couple of large. You're on a Friday, man, getting ready to talk about bacon and football. What better things could you do? And Christmas. It's the best weekend ever coming up here. It really is. I'm really proud of myself. I don't know where you're at. I am a notorious last-second shopper, like put it off till the end, and I find myself at like a mall on December 23rd just wondering, why, why, why do I do this? Like, God, stop. Why do I do this to myself? It's miserable. I hate shopping. I hate being around people. I hate like the parking the, I just I can't stand any of it, and I this year I have two two. Well, I need a shout out here in a moment, but yesterday 
on my way home, I'm like, all right, I'm going to the mall, and I'm getting. I only have a couple of final things that I need to get. You're taking and the pill and you're doing I'm it. I'm doing it. I'm getting it over with yeah. on December fifteenth, nine days in ten days in advance. Like we're we're getting done. We're in the clear. And I finally got it done yesterday. And I cannot tell you how uh, proud of myself that I am that I'm done with my Christmas shopping. I, I got to get a couple like stocking things for the wife. You know, maybe get like a dog treat for the dog. Some small stuff you can go get it like Freddy's or something that's super easy. All done on December fifteenth. But I do need to give a shout out. Because I will say, I as I pride myself in getting done with Christmas shopping, 97% of my Christmas shopping was done online. And can we just, like, take a moment and pour some out for the delivery drivers? Like, do we have any delivery drivers listening right now? Because is your life absolutely miserable for the entire month? Because I can't even imagine, like, everybody at the end of the year is winding down, looking forward to the holidays, ready to celebrate, time off of work, like getting together with family like December's a kind of fun month like we you get around this time I drove in today in seven minutes faster than I normally drive in not a lot of folks on the road today it's a Friday Christmas is coming up people aren't working delivery drivers are the exact opposite it's like hey here's your busiest month of the entire year and it happens to be the month that nobody wants to work so if there's any delivery drivers out there listening right now shout shout out to all of you absolutely guys wiping off the sweat uh, from the rest of the year as these dudes and ladies are ramping it up for this month it's crazy what they're doing and i it makes me wonder do i tip my delivery driver i think i should after after talking well, it's about hard this. to do because sometimes yeah. you're not home when the when the package gets delivered like you gotta you gotta be around to be able to do that i you know i my wife cares more about christmas than maybe anything on the planet like she is as diehard into christmas as you could possibly get and i've highlighted you know different uh <laughs> different stories you know of why she loves holidays. But one of the things that she does that the first year she did it, I kind of looked at her like, really? You're doing okay. All right. That seems like a Pinterest thing. That's a little over the top, but I'll roll with it. And now that it's like two years in, I give her like double thumbs up. This is great. I'm glad that you're doing this. She puts together a basket of like, like a goodie basket for delivery drivers. And she puts it in front of the front door every year. And she puts a little sign that says, hey, delivery drivers, thanks for, you know, working through the holidays. Thanks for dropping all of our presents off. And there's Gatorade and water and Cheez-Its and chips and, you know, protein bars. It's just, you know, a little little, like uh, double shot espressos. Like, hey, you need to pick me up. And I remember the first year she did, I looked at her like, we're spending money on this. Like, really? This is what that's my perspective. Usually, like, why are we spending one hundred dollars to fill a basket for strangers? This doesn't seem like it's reasonable. We don't need a cheapskate. Right. We don't need to spend money on that. And now she does it. And after I ordered basically every Christmas gift I got online. I thought, hey, I'm glad you did that because those poor bat. Nobody wants to be doing that this time of year, man. Well, that makes me think of the video or a couple. I think that we've seen of a. I think one was a lady, one was a man, just freaking out, so happy when they got that basket of goodies and just kind of a thank you note when they came to the door. I don't know if it was Christmas time or just a busy part of the year, but I mean, one <laughs> dude was dancing. He was just like, "Thank you for the recognition," because <laughs> these people never get recognized. I mean, it's a baseline human thing. Like, ah, oh, you know, just just a simple thank you, a simple. $2 Gatorade makes the difference That's for these it. people. That could be the, all the pick-me-up pick you need as you're going about your long day. You just go grab a little, like, a little cool blue Gatorade on a Wednesday afternoon. Absolutely. What's your what's your Gatorade flavor, by the way? Ooh, that's question. a good question. That's a good question. Now, does anybody else label Gatorade by the color? 
I mean, there's different greens. Like, I'd have to go Arctic Blitz, which is like that lighter green. Sure. Kind of has that watermelon taste. But there's a specific green that I like, and it's Arctic Blitz. Yeah, so. I don't I don't ever, like, use the flavor. I always say, like, do you like the yellow Gatorade or the orange Gatorade? Can I get a red Gatorade or a light blue Gatorade? You know what? Like, I always label it by the I know the flavors, but I just lab, totally. label it by the color. I think I go, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to go light blue. I think light blue is underrated. It's refreshing. It's delightful. And I'm, I'm a big light blue guy. Selling Michael Scott from The Office. What was that? Like blue blast in the back of his car. Blue blast. Please, please put that in the cup holder. Thank you. Like, yeah, yeah. That lady that you're going to be taking out, uh, going to love that blue blast Gatorade sport drinking. Uh, we do have one, one delivery driver chatting in. Yes, our jobs suck around the holidays. I can, I can imagine, man. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about you as, uh, as I'm getting all these packages delivered. It just, everybody else is ready for the end of the year and you're the ones that are grinding all the way till the end of December. Somebody said, I had my Amazon cart loaded waiting for my Christmas bonus. Took uh, today off. Just click purchase. I'm done as long as it all arrives. Now, you're pushing the, you're pushing it a little bit. We got some weather issues across the country. Yes. We got tornadoes. We got snow. Things could be delayed. December 16th, that, you're pushing it a little bit right there. Actually, that was part of my day yesterday, dropping presents off at the post office and ah. i'll be honest trust circle here a little little argument between my wife and i ensued <laughs> just because of the stress and we had to go to a post office that we're not normally used to because they ran out of flat rate boxes and another uh-oh, one uh-oh. because of the holidays so it just stressed us both out so what was the argument over it. about is it in time to deliver them what were you guys arguing uh, yeah about? no exactly yeah. it was like hey is this soon enough maybe we can wait a couple of days but no it needs to happen today it was <laughs> it was a mess and i i I have a little business on the side where I do some shipping, so she was asking me for my yeah. opinion, but then not really asking me for sure. my opinion. So We're going to do what I want to do. I just need to learn to shut up and be like, yes, babe, here's the answer that you're trying to, to get me to say, and I'll just try to read your mind. I love you so much. <laughs> oh, that's such a relatable story, is it not? An argument, you bring up your point, you're like, you're not even listening to me, are you? It's everyone, I hope. You've not changed your mind at all. (laughs) You're not paying attention to a word that's coming out of my mouth. Uh, somebody said I tried to meet the drivers at the door, just say thank you and have a good day. I, you know, I think that is, I think that makes a difference, right? Like if they show up and you just hey, thanks, man, when they're coming. I did have a really awkward one a couple of weeks ago. We had something delivered, and unbeknownst to me, like we have a ring camera on our front door, yeah. but I don't have the. I never downloaded the app, so it's only my wife gets the notifications. So if somebody's robbing our house, like she's gonna have to be awake and alert because I'm gonna have no clue that somebody's at the door. And so she'll text me throughout the day when I'm home and she's at work, like hey, package at the door, go get the package because she got the alert so i don't ever know when somebody's there and i was going out to go for a run a couple of weeks ago and i opened the door just like hey like running out the front door and there was an amazon dude just standing right there and i was like whoa i like pull my hey. dog, pull my dog back in like hey my bad man i didn't know you were there i grabbed the package and walked in thanks for the package my yeah bad. that's awkward <laughs> I, it's always like do you want to be talked to do you i try not to like bug them too much but hey thanks man you know around the holidays it's just it's that awkward interaction like like almost trying to talk weather with somebody in the elevator yeah. it's weird well and also like if you're delivering that many things how many how many people do you really want to talk to too like if i were i like to think if i were a delivery driver i'd be like headphone in guy like just let's let's zone in let's grind let's get through this it's work baby and tr- exactly try and survive the month of december as opposed to like like hey how's it going bob hey steve good to see you merry christmas hey did you get that package last week tom there you go thank you dude i got thirty-seven thousand packages in the back of this truck that i gotta deliver by next week man i got no time I got like, no shut time up to- <laughs> stop talking to me 
Well, it is a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, Brandon is out and Swag is out. They both went up to the Thursday night football game last night. Now, they're both Seahawks fans, right? Uh, no, Sprague is a big 49er fan, and Swag is a Cowboy fan. Yeah, he's a Cowboy Dodger fan. Hmm? Hmm? We judge. We judge. Yes, we do. Uh, no, th- so uh, Swag has a buddy, I think, who has season tickets, and it was like, hey, man, you want to come up to the game? He was like, hell yeah, I'll go up to the game. Sure. Didn't have anything Pilots-related going on. And I, he called you a couple weeks ago like, hey, man, can you fill in for me on Friday? Like, like sure. Yeah, why not? So he, he ended up going to the game last night. Thanks to the one and only Jordan Schultz, who was able to come in and cover his shift today. And Sprague was poking around, I think, asking some folks around the building for tickets, and he was able to scrounge a couple up, and he went with his dad. And it turned out, I mean, it was an okay game. Game. It, you know, it was, eh, eh, eh. It was more entertaining on San Francisco's side. We can talk. Yes. I'm, I'm sure are, you a, are you a Seahawks fan? Uh, no, I'm more of a Rams fan. More I mean, I root for the fan. Seahawks, okay. but okay. It just, now it makes sense because they're back in L.A., and I just rooted for the team my dad did yeah. when I was a kid. That's but, the way most of us are as kids. Exactly. So it makes sense now to people again. But, but you know, outside of the three and outs that Seattle had over and over <laughs> and over again, it, it was a decent <laughs> game, right? Jeez. At least they got that one touchdown to make it 21-13, and you're like, all right, it's kind of a, you know. Maybe something happens here. They got a ball. We got a ball game. They have looked anemic on both sides of the ball in the last month or so. They've they've started to get exposed. I think. I'm yeah, sure. I want to get to that a little bit today. I just you know I it was it was so exciting to watch them early in the year and they were surprising so many people that I you know I I don't want to judge them too harshly because I think to a certain extent maybe we got a little over our skis on the wow Seattle's really good without Russell Wilson like they've been fun to watch man they've been putting up a lot of points I know they've had their real struggles against San Francisco uh, trying to score against that defense but a lot of teams have that's the number one defense in the NFL and it's why I love San Francisco minus a three and a half last night because they can run the ball and Seattle actually did a pretty good job of stopping the run uh, but there is a Brock Purdy conversation that needs to happen today Brock mania is taking over the NFL and I'll tell you what man I am buying all in I'm buying all my Brock Purdy stock this is Lynn sanity over again in 2022 for the nfl i love it can this like finally end any debate about what jimmy garoppolo is as an nfl quarterback like can we finally be done with that if mr irrelevant can come in and do this in his first two career starts like can we finally stop acting like jimmy garoppolo is a top 10 top 12 quarterback in the league Brock Purdy was literally the last pick in the NFL draft, and he looks better than Jimmy Garoppolo. You're going to have two quarterbacks looking for new homes next year. He's doing exactly what Garoppolo does, playing in the system, throwing to wide-open wide receivers. Give me a break, man. So there's a lot out of that game I want to talk about. We got Dame uh, versus Luka tonight. I'm excited about that. Portland and Dallas. The West standings took another kind of shakeup yesterday as New Orleans lost again. And so Memphis is now the number one seed in the Western Conference. The Blazers only three games out of the top seed in the West. So they got a big one in Dallas tonight. I want to talk about that. Uh, what else we got? Vegas Bowl is tomorrow. I'm fired up for that. I can't wait to see if Oregon State can get to 10 wins. I think they will. I think they're going to kill Florida. So we'll dive into that a little bit. Uh, we have three different guests today. Kevin Todd is going to call in with his spring in the line picks at 6.30. So we get KT on the line. And then in the final hour, uh, Carter Baines, who is in Vegas from BeaverBlitz.com, he's going to hop on. And then our buddy Justin Hopkins from Scoop Duck is going to hop on at 8.15. And it sounds like it's a really big recruiting weekend for Oregon. And there's a lot of kids in town and a lot of rumors flying around. So I just figured, hey... J-Hop, what, what's real? What's not real? What's going on this weekend? And we'll talk to him uh, at 8.15. We'll spray the line, of course, on a Friday, as we always do, at 8.30. So get your fake sponsors in, 503-250-1080. Let's get it started on last night's game, because it was Thursday night football. And has there ever been a more lopsided uniform matchup in the history of the league? Because I think that might have been that might have taken the cake. I want to dive into that game. Uh, starting next, Kevin Todd coming up, bottom of the hour, back after this. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, you get off my back, baby. Can't you tell you're choking me? This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by the Alien A Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. 618 on a Friday morning. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Happy Friday. We almost made it to the weekend. Almost there. Somebody texted in and said, uh, garbage gets fuller when people are home, too, for the holidays. My truck is way busier. That almost leads me to want to put up a poll question, but I need a fourth option. Of what's the worst job to have in December? Because I'm thinking delivery drivers definitely won. And I think po- like we had a post uh, postal carrier text in. Like, that counts. Like, you're delivering things. You're out. Your packages. All, like, of course. That's in the same category, right? Delivery postal. Uh, garbage, I can see, right? Like, recycling bins totally full this time of year with all the boxes and all the all that crap. Uh, especially after Christmas, too. Oh, oh, no. God. With the trees. Oh, the tree. You got to cut up. You put the trees out. You got to pick the trees up. So I think garbage uh, folk belong in that worst job in December. Plus, it's cold and the weather sucks and you're outside. That's part of it. Uh, retail worker has to be on this. I think I got a good fourth option. For okay. You. What's but your fourth option? Retail, but by the way, retail worker, I think we've all worked those jobs. I work, sure. I used to work at a sports apparel store here in town. Like <laughs> that sucked. I was like, <laughs> Oh God, I'm selling jerseys. No, that sucked around the holidays and my 14 hour black Friday shift to go along with it. Yeah. I did the, uh, nice. I never did the full retail, but I did do the grocery like employee thing when uh, I was younger for the holidays. And boy, oh boy, did that suck. Like <laughs> the grocery stores were constantly busy. You never had the things that people wanted because you wouldn't get him back into like it just was an absolute pain in the ass. I can't even imagine a place like Freddy's where it's groceries and like goods where you're. So oh God, it's oh, both man. a combo, no man. Yeah, that sucks. No, thank you. All right, but here's the fourth one. Okay, what do you got? And I thought of this during the last segment, so I'm glad you're bringing this up. An apartment or like a complex maintenance person. Uh, we actually tipped ours. Uh, we lived in an apartment in downtown Portland, I think three, four years ago at this point. But for Christmas, after we heard a story from our manager about the maintenance person having to go up into our trash chute and, and physically like <laughs> himself remove a Christmas tree that somebody just threw down the trash chute. Wait, what? Yes. Yes. This was a real thing. And- so, so down the trash, somebody just took their Christmas yeah. tree. Like a full normal Christmas tree. Yes. And threw it down the trash chute. Yeah, where you would normally throw a bag of trash. Yes. Yes. That- down down this chute. So we tipped our maintenance guy a hundo <laughs> that year because he crawled up in that 
ass-smelling, whatever you want to call it, of a tube. Oh, just, God. Mm. No. So I, I would say apartment maintenance workers or however you want to title that, <laughs> people that deal with others' trash or, or other crap in some way, I think I think uh, fits that fourth spot on the list. Absolutely. Good Lord. Well, I, I'm still thinking of that dude. Like, man, shout out to you, man. So feel so bad for you having to do that. Doesn't it blow you away sometimes when you realize how stupid people are? Like when you just stop, like stopping for a moment and take a step back. Like somebody thought, I got an idea. I'm gonna throw my Christmas tree down this garbage chute, not thinking about one, that's not where it goes. B, it's not gonna fit. It's gonna get stuck, and you're just gonna cause headaches for other people. Like you're that lazy. Did they have a balcony? It would have been just better to throw your tree off the balcony. Just toss it out the window. Just even. toss it out the window down onto the down onto somebody's lawn. Like that's better service, and somebody can come grab it and throw it away. You just wonder if it's born out of laziness or ignorance at that point. You just wonder. Yeah, people suck. I I, I love I love some of y'all out there, but gosh, some other. One's just yikes. Yeah. So I'm trying to see what else we got here. Uh, somebody said anything in the beverage industry from soda to alcohol to dairy. I've worked in those industries and the holidays are brutal. Any vendors. That's true. It's a vendors. Hard yeah. Vendors where you're going and like filling up the grocery stores and you got to be that guy that goes and, you know, drops everything off construction. I think you can make that argument for construction like October through March, April. <laughs> You're making way better money than all these other people that we we're hopefully making about. good money, but you're yeah. working outdoors. That kind of sucks. Uh, restaurant worker, I could see that. I could see restaurant worker being crappy. Uh, I've never worked at a restaurant before. Uh, I was a tree trimmer. Somebody said we only trim trees around power lines. It's a first responder job, so if the power goes out, we get called. The trees, 3 a.m., ice cold, rain, snow, climbing a tree. <laughs> I win or I guess I lose. That's not bad, yeah. Having to climb up and cut around power lines and do all that crap in, in, in horrible weather when you get called. Uh, let's see here. Uh and I think that's all we got so far. Surprised you've never worked at a restaurant. I, I've I worked, never worked at a restaurant before. Worked at an OG for a month and a half in Massachusetts. So, Did you? Yeah, that sucked. It, the, the people were cool. It was pretty much like the movie Waiting, like pretty accurate, <laughs> just kind of people hanging out there and like, hey, go party and not really care about anything else. And, just showing people the brain in the back. Is that how it worked? With, uh, not quite that bad, but it was close. <laughs> I, I will say I had to pick up some food off the floor that they intended to serve to people. And I'm like, I'm, this is my last day, and I am so glad. He said, uh, you're spot on, Jordan. People that throw trees, mattresses, styrofoam, trash, uh, scattered or the worst. That is what, like, it's so, I have that sometimes when you, like, I remember when I moved, I had a lot of that where there's just stuff all over the place and you just want to throw it away. Like, I just want to get rid of it. I don't want to deal with this crap. Yeah. And then you realize, like, don't be a jackass. Like, don't make somebody else deal with your problems. Be responsible. If you have stuff that's either yard debris or things that you need to get out, you, you take it to a dump. There's a dump within like 20 minutes of everybody that will take trash. There's one down the metro station down in like Oregon City. They take everything. They take a peek in the back. What do you got? Okay, go dump it. It costs like $25. Or do you want better? Some of the trash that you think you got is actually still usable. Take 10 minutes, pick through it, and drop some of the usable stuff off at Goodwill. They'll take it for free. It's really easy. Come on, guys. Uh, construction worker chiming in. I can confirm that the winter and the spring months do suck. Yeah. Yeah. That's... See, here's the thing about construction that I think is going to keep you out of the poll question. I feel like that applies to multiple months. Like being just being outside 
that sucks this time of year. Uh, and my my thoughts and prayers are with you as you deal with this cold. And it looks like next week, by the way, it's going to be like super warm and rainy. All of a sudden, it was going to get cold. It might snow. Now, it, like the lows are in the fifties. It's like a balmy week coming what the our way hell's for Christmas. Happening? I, I thought we were going to get a white Christmas there for a moment. And that dream's all gone. Got a dusting of it yesterday morning. That was crazy. Did you, you got a little dusting of snow at your place? <laughs> yeah, I woke up. Well, really? Wife's like, hey, babe, babe, babe. There, there was like white all over this. I was like, is this frost? No, she watched the snowfall. Cool. How about that? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, that's always cool when it happens. Um, yeah. So I, that's, I think, is going to keep construction worker out, though. I, I understand your plight and your sympathies, and I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm right there with you. And, but I just I think your job also is not fun in October, November, January, February, March, April, and that's because you're outside. So we got to. I'll decide on the fourth option there. I, Jordan, I think you're on to something. Some people are agreeing with you. Different stories about folks throwing things down the chute that you can't get out. <laughs> like, and just, there are so many people that just you don't think about the deal with the unspeakables of society and the crap <laughs> that they throw away. And I feel so bad. It's like you guys are so important to keeping the rest of us sane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, you, we're really relying on you to live a happy day-to-day life. Uh, somebody said, where did this go? Airline employees. That's the airline employees. Yeah, you probably got to deal with a lot of crap. People going home for the holidays, all that kind of stuff. Somebody's chiming, chiming in with teachers. And look, I I could not deal with kids. I could not be a teacher, uh, like depending on the age. I think I can handle middle school age kids. You know, like that would be a little more manageable. But like younger kids, like just running around herding cats, I don't know if I can do that. Here's the only counter argument I have to teachers. I'm not saying that you have an easy job. It's a very difficult job. You also get a week off, or not a week off, but you get a couple days off for Thanksgiving. There are all sorts of teacher and service days now. I feel like kids are going to school like two days a week. And I know that's a gross overreaction because I don't have kids. And then you also get, like, when is school out? Isn't this week the last week of school? Yeah. Yeah, it's today. And then they're back day after New Year's. So today you're out, and you get the next two weeks off. You get a vacation. So, I, you know, look, tough job. I get it. Not fun to deal with kids. Two weeks off, counterbalance. Counterbalance there. And you just came off of a two-month summer break. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Yeah, I should have been a teacher. That's, see, it, there's positives and, and negatives there. There really are. Yeah, having summers off would be pretty badass. Uh, but I do. Uh, t- being a teacher is tough. That is a very difficult job, and every teacher should get paid more money. I firmly believe in that. But you get two weeks off in December. I can't say it's one of the four crappiest jobs of the month because you get two weeks. You're only working two weeks. No, I'd do some winter golfing at the right uh, time of the year at uh, the uh, right right part of the right part of the country. Yes, now we're please. talking, baby. Now yeah. we're talking. All right. Well, I didn't get to Thursday night football there. I got sidetracked. I'll put up the poll question. Uh, it's a Friday. What if you have any other options for worst December job? Uh, we definitely have in there. Uh, delivery postal worker, you know, dropping stuff off. We have retail worker. Uh, and then what was the third one we agreed on? Garbage man. Yes. yes garbage man was the third one. So those are your three options. And then I'm gonna, I need to add one more. So if you got any other choices, send them in 503-250-1080. Uh, Kevin Todd, I don't usually know how this works because I'm not in control of it. I don't know if he calls us or if we call him. So we'll find out in a mere matter of moments. But I think we're going to get Kevin Todd on. We'll get his picks for the weekend. And uh, his leads dwindled a little bit against Swag. So we'll see what KT likes this weekend gambling-wise. That's next. And then we'll get into Thursday Night Football. But first, here is uh, Jordan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the a and Sportsbook. On 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. 6.34 on a Friday. We'll get to Thursday Night Football coming up in a bit. Don't forget your Sprague in the line sponsors, 503-250-1080. Uh, just dirt today, no Sprague, no swag. They were up at the Seahawks game. Bunch of lazy bums taking the day off. Uh, let's get to our buddy Kevin Todd. At Kevin Todd Sports on Twitter, go give him a follow as uh, his competition against Swag continues. KT, what's up, buddy? How you doing? So they went to the football game? Yeah, they went up to the Seahawks 49er game last night. Knowing Brandon, he probably got free tickets because he's not paying for anything. <laughs> he 100% got free tickets. Yeah. I know. He's, so, he's, like, he's, he's fake. Like, the Seahawks are fake. The Giants are fake. Minnesota are fake. They're just a bunch of frauds. They're overachievers like my wife. <laughs> Hey, what's the hardest job you think, like, if you had to pick one job you wouldn't want to do in the month of December, what would it be? Um, I guess the hardest job in the month of December, well, I wouldn't want to be on that show Deadliest Catch, that's for sure. <laughs> that's all, yeah, that's like a year-round worst job there possibly is. Hey, one and two last week, man, what happened? What happened to your Dolphins on Sunday night? No, I think I, are you sure I was one and two? I thought I was two and one. Oh, yeah, touche. You were two and one. The Pats covered. You're right. I wrote that wow, down. Wow, you're trying to. Wow, wait. <laughs> hey, I, I'm not competing. I'm an innocent bystander yeah, here. Check those golf clubs back. <laughs> I got to play. I got to. It's the first overtime in, a, in an Army Navy yeah. game, and it was 10 to 3. Oh, my God. He got lucky. Yeah, we had a lot of people tweeting us because he picked that game, and a lot of people were saying, like, seriously, first time it ever goes OT, and they fumble at the end. Like, are you kidding me? In a row, the total has stayed under. <laughs> so, yeah, you went 2-1. You hit on the Lions, and you hit on uh, the Pats. The Dolphins one surprised me on Sunday night. I, I mean, I all the metrics said that was the right bet. Like, the Chargers' defense was bad. Dolphins coming off a bounce-back week, you know, the way they lost. It just That's kind the of the Dolphins tough. Dolphins didn't expose that Charger defense. The Charger defense is bad against the run. Miami yeah. didn't have – Miami didn't run the ball. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't figure out the run game. So here we go. Here's your uh, standings, KT. Uh, you're at 23-19 and 19 now. I corrected it, 23-19. and 19. Uh, Swag's at 17-24-1. So you got about you got about a six game lead, five and a half game lead on him. It's over this week. I'm going three zero. All, right, All right, what do we Let got? Let me give you my first winner. Okay, my first game is today at three o'clock Eastern time. Troy is playing UTSA. Since this line is open, it was Troy all week. Now that I'm looking at it, they're now making UTSA plus minus two and a half versus Troy. I like Troy. I'm sorry. I like UTSA when they were a dog. I still like them as a favorite. Mm. They have the better, I believe they have the better athletes and definitely have the better quarterbacks. The head coach of UTSA, this is his third straight bowl game. He's never won a bowl game, but he's one-on-one against the spread. I like UTSA to win this game at least by a field goal today. I'm taking Utesa laying the two-and-a-half at 3 o'clock Eastern today. I really like this game. All right, bowl season's starting, man. I love starting with a bowl game. Oregon just hired their offensive coordinator. They had one of the best uh, offenses in the country all year, like top ten in all sorts of metrics. All right, UTSA pick one. What's pick number two? Pick number two is going to be tomorrow. Buffalo Bills at home. 
playing for revenge. Yeah. This is Miami's third road game. They've yet to come home. They're going into the nastiest weather. It's going to be cold. It's going to be freezing. I know Tua is saying, well, it snowed in Alabama before. But listen, when you're playing the Buffalo Bills and you haven't been home in three weeks, I don't care who you are. You want to get out of there. Buffalo is going to win this game by double digits. Easy. Playing with revenge. I like Buffalo here laying the seven. Laying the seven. Okay. Buffalo minus seven. Yeah. You see the weather reports too. We've got some like lake effect snow coming into Buffalo. Listen, you don't want to be there, especially on a three week road trip, but you haven't been home. <laughs> These guys are away from their family. Yeah. They want to get in. They want to get out and come back to South Florida where it's 80 degrees. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, they took see. a beat down on this road trip. They did, man. The 49ers whooped them. The char- I mean, losing that Charger game was rough. That was when everybody thought they'd win. Now you got to go to Buffalo. Good luck with that. What's your last pick, KT? Last pick is on Sunday. This is, guys, my game of the year. Ooh. I'm loading up on this game. You're going to think I'm crazy. Love, love, love the Jets here against Detroit at home. Ooh. Hear me out. I know Detroit has won five straight games, and they're playing great. But if you look at the teams that they've played on the road with good defenses, New England, zero. Dallas, six. They're also going to New York where it's going to be outside. It's going to be cold. It's going to be raining. They don't want to be there. The Jets' defense is desperate now. This team, this is pretty much a playoff for both teams. Whoever wins makes it to the playoffs. I like the Jets here a lot in this situation. I think the Jets are going to put a beat down on Detroit. All their hopes are gone. They move back into the playoff hunt. I love the Jets as a game of the year this weekend. Game of the year. That's a, a Mike White, man. That, that looked like he got decapitated last week against Buffalo. That hit that he took. Yes, that, but they got Knight. Knight's running the ball well. Yeah, he's a tough SOB for coming back into the game. You want to know what Swag's picks are? You like Detroit. No, I don't like Detroit at all. No, I'm, I think I'm going to stay away from that game. But I like your theories on the Jets. I don't buy the Lions necessarily as being able to go on the road. and. But it, 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 this is just a pick right? Isn't it an even line? Jets are one-and-a-half favorite. One-and-a-half favorite. Okay, I'll make sure I note that. Uh, you want to know what Swag's picks are? Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you anyways. He's got the. Uh, <laughs> he's taking Oregon State in the Vegas Bowl, minus 10 tomorrow against Florida. He's taking the They're Eagles. Their quarterback. Yeah, Eagles minus 9, and uh, the Cowboys minus 4. Those are his Those are his Who, picks this week. Who's minus 4? Uh, the Cowboys. Wow, that's a tough game. Yeah, in, I think they're in Jacksonville, right? And then what they're at? Then in yes, they are. Yeah. Um, and you get all your Christmas shopping done yet? Yes, we're done. I <laughs> gave everybody nothing. <laughs> That's how good I am. I'm, I'm like the Scrooge. I don't like the holidays. I'm not a holiday guy. Hey, we got to get to it. Listen, I haven't seen the ball drop probably in 10 years. I'm in bed. I'm sleeping. You're getting old, man. We're all getting old. Hey, oh, yeah. I'm on the back nine, you yeah, know, and, yeah, and my yeah. wife thinks we're young again. I love it, buddy. Hey, happy holidays, my man. We'll uh, we we will not be here next Friday. We're taking the day off. Yeah, and get your picks. We'll tweet them all out uh, ahead of Christmas. And uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, my man. Yes, same to you guys. And I'll speak to you in two weeks. All right, there you go, Kevin Todd at Kevin Todd Sports on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Uh, his picks again. If you just missed the start of it, UTSA minus two and a half. That's one of the first bowl games today. Uh, they're taking on Troy. You got Buffalo. He's got Buffalo minus seven against Miami. I love that Buffalo line. Love that Buffalo line. There was a report that came out. We got to get to this today too, because there's nothing that gets my nipples hard like football snow. Like not like that. 
of all the things that gets me going, that revs my engine, watching football in snow near Tuck the rule game, near the top of the list. And there is a report out of Buffalo weather-wise that there could be some lake effect snow that's hitting tonight. Going in, and remember that game's tomorrow, so it's a Saturday game, and it could it could get ugly. I don't know how I like Tua's ability to throw the ball in lake effect snow. He doesn't have the greatest arm strength to begin with. Now you're adding a foot of snow on the ground. They rely on speed and their wide receivers, and uh, I don't know. I like that line. And then he's got the Jets minus one and a half uh, against the Lions. There you go, Kevin Todd, every Friday. Uh, I'll make my picks. Uh, we, I'll remind you of Swag's picks if you miss it there. We'll do some Sprague line coming up at 830 in the final hour of the show. Get your uh, fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. Let's dive into Thursday Night Football. I, I was excited for that game. It was a big one. The Niners trying to clinch the division. Seattle trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, the uniform combo was a, was a huge disparity. Uh, Brock Purdy mania what's next for seattle let's start unpacking what happened last night uh, up at the clink that is next on the fan sitting in the morning sun i'll be sitting when the evening comes this is a football friday edition Watching of dirt and sprague brought to you by the alien a sportsbook on 1080 the fan roll away again. <laughs> welcome back in 647 on a friday happy friday everybody we got a lot to get to coming up. Carter Baines, by the way, going to join us. Beaver Blitz at 8. Justin Hopkins at 8.15. So we'll touch on the Beavs. Their bowl game is tomorrow, early in the morning in Vegas. And a uh, big recruiting weekend, it sounds like, for the Ducks. So we'll talk with J-Hop coming up at 8.15. Spreading the line in the final hour of the show. Thursday Night Football last night, I, you know, I tweeted this and I maintain it. I don't know if there's ever been a wider jersey discrepancy, disparity, than what existed last night on Thursday Night Football. I, you know, and look, this is going to open me up for all sorts of attacks. Really? Coming from a Duck fan? Really? Look, I don't like when Oregon does stupid exotic things like wear paint splatter on their jerseys. They look like Oreo McFlurries, and it looks dumb. Wear green, wear yellow, you have school colors. Uh, and I maintain that opinion. Seattle's normal, like their blue jerseys are super clean. Super clean. I like their look. It took me a while to kind of adapt because their throwbacks were so cool and I grew up with them. But I'm a huge fan of Seattle's uniforms. And then they throw out that green one. And it's just, what are we doing? And putting like that, it? I hate that green jersey. And you put that on the same screen as the classic 49ers, the white with the red, the black trim. Like, those might be the best uniforms in the NFL. And that was that was about as big a disparity as you could possibly have. That was my first takeaway uh, from the game. You know, San Francisco gets the win, 21-13. Seahawks scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Made you for a moment kind of go, oh, uh, something here, maybe. Uh, uh. And then the 49ers iced the rest of the game, uh, and it was over. There's a lot. There's a lot to get to. I think you start though with San Francisco and what they've done. And there's a couple of things that I want to take away. One is. You know, sometimes winning in the in the playoffs and going on runs is about getting hot at the right time. The Rams, I think, were a team that got hot at the right time last year. They just clicked. They brought in OBJ. Everybody was kind of healthy down the stretch. Donald and Cup, everybody playing at a high level. And they just kind of clicked at the end of the season. It was a lot of up and down throughout the first, you know, two, two and a half months of the regular season. And then everything came into focus. San Francisco's last loss came against Kansas City, a game in which they had like half their defense playing. And that game was all the way back. What day was this? On October 23rd. They have not lost a game in nearly two months now. They've rattled off, what is it, seven consecutive wins, some of them over impressive teams, some of them over bad teams. They've done it on the road. They've done it on uh, at home, and they've now done it with a different quarterback. Like, this team is clicking at the right time. And anybody in the NFC, and I've maintained this opinion for a couple of weeks, anybody in the NFC should be terrified 
of what this team can do and having to play this team in the playoffs because they have the two-part recipe that will travel and that nobody wants to face. And that two-part recipe is that they have the best defense in the NFL that was again on display last night. The second San Francisco jumped out to like a 7-0, 14-0 lead, you knew the game was over because Seattle couldn't score on that defense at least more than 20 points. Like There was just this feeling of inevitability, and that's how good San Francisco's defense is. And they could run the football. Like Seattle actually, I thought, did a pretty decent job against the run last night. McCaffrey didn't go off for some crazy number. He did have over 100 yards, but they made him work for every yard. He still ended up with over 100, and as a team, they ran it for 170 yards, which is above their season average. That last run in the fourth quarter by Mason helping that out. He had a 50-yard run there. But that is a two, two-headed monster that nobody wants to play in the playoffs. They can play defense, and they can run the football. They have weapons all over the place. And in the emergence of Brock Purdy, to me, is awesome and hilarious at the same time. Because there are some people that try and prop Jimmy Garoppolo up on a, on a pedestal that he does not belong on. And I think Brock Purdy is proving exactly my point. That you could have a Mr. Irrelevant in the NFL draft, a guy that came out of nowhere, a guy that everybody's name forgot because he was the last pick in the draft, coming in, he was the third-string quarterback in San Francisco, he's only playing because Lance got hurt and Garoppolo got hurt, and what has he done? He dominated Tom Brady a week ago. He didn't. The team did, but he gets the credit for it because that's what we do in the NFL. He plays great in that game. He goes on the road to Seattle, one of the tougher environments in all of football, and he just, oh, a whole hum 17 to 26, 200 plus yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers, and 117 quarterback rating. Like he is fitting in perfectly for what they need, which is a guy that can find the open player, which is usually designed by Kyle Shanahan. He doesn't even have to find him. It's here's the play call. George Kittle's going to be wide open after a pump fake, pump fake. Just throw it to him and hit him in stride. And don't turn the football over. And he made a couple of rookie mistakes last night. He took a sack he shouldn't take. He threw a, what should have been a bad pick at the end of the first half where he kind of lobbed one up in a double coverage and Diggs didn't catch it. And that was a huge momentum swing in that game because Seattle fumbled on the next drive. But Brock Purdy fitting in seamlessly, they have not missed a beat from where they were with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, I put a ticket in on San Francisco to win the NFC before Garoppolo got hurt. Then I saw the odds jump when Garoppolo got hurt, and I said, screw it. I threw more money on San Francisco to win the the NFC. I'm all in on this team. I think they're the most complete team, the most dangerous team. And of all the teams that I would not want to play in the NFC playoffs, I know Eagle fans going to get pissed at this. Philly's having a great season. I've seen the 49ers win in the postseason. Not Brock Purdy, but I've seen this team win in the postseason. They've been to an NFC championship game. They've been to a Super Bowl. And last night was another one of those you just say, Yep, who the hell's who the hell's beating that team when it matters? Well, I think we all know why Jimmy Garoppolo was willing to renegotiate his contract in the offseason. Exactly. He was scared that he wasn't going to have a job. Like it's okay, maybe 8 million or nothing at this point. The emergence of Purdy, uh they're going to have two quarterbacks looking for jobs next year with both Trey Lance cuz <laughs> neither of them's going to want to take a backup role. No, they're both gone. Probably one if the Deshaun Watson thing doesn't work out in Cleveland and they already paid him. One will just float there and the other one will float, I don't know, to LA or something like that. And Brock Purdy will be the guy. But the Niners obviously helped expose Seattle last night. I mean, it started off slow on both ends. That was yeah. kind of the feeling that I got. But, you know, after those like first three and outs from both teams, it was obvious that San Francisco had the bull by the horns the rest of the game. Seattle, as good as Geno has played at different points this season, unfortunately, just is not the team that we thought they were. Sorry, I, I guess you, you did Dennis Green earlier this week. I'll do it this uh, uh, the, to the uh, to end. Clatterass! The- Clatterass! <laughs> exactly. And maybe Pete Carroll wasn't as smart as we thought. You, you can't just throw 
even a great quarterback out there uh, without the weapons that a team like San Francisco has and expects greatness. I mean, even yeah. with the Eagles, you got Devonta Smith, you got Gainwell, you got all kinds of weapons that you can lean on. Seattle, they just lost one in Tyler Lockett last night. So Yeah, yeah San- that was a tough blow. San Francisco's going to be scary. I think people were thinking that outside of Philadelphia, Minnesota was possibly that sleeper team in the NFC, but now I think it's obvious that San Francisco is the team to beat. Uh, screw Kirk Cousins. I never liked him anyways. Uh, I love Justin <laughs> Jefferson. I just wish you were playing on any other team besides the Minnesota Vikings. He's top five in the league. Uh, but yeah, San Francisco really stepped up last night. Made Seattle look anemic. They've already at points during the season, I think it was three weeks ago, where they, mm-hmm. they got the win against the Cowboys, but they gave up like two 15-yard runs in the fourth quarter right when you couldn't. It was like on a fourth and eight, and they gave up a 14-yard run, and then like on a first and ten, they gave up another 16-yard run to set to set the Cowboys up to take the lead with like a four-yard run, and thankfully we're able to get the win, but this is what happens when you play a real team like the 49ers. And yeah, I agree. Sleeper pick in the NFC and possibly a really good matchup in the NFC Championship game if the uh, matchups work like that between the Eagles and Niners. I, I tend to think, sure. yeah, I tend to think that the 49ers are going to end up with the two seed. They're, I mean, they're right there on Minnesota's heels. And I'm, you know, Minnesota, there is a, there is a fraudulent air to them. I, you know, I, I don't want to be too harsh because they've won 10 games this year. Like they've had a really good season, but a lot of it has been eking out wins and making plays at the right time. Uh, but they're going to win the division. I do think San Francisco will catch them and get the two seed and if you have that you're all the stars are pointing towards a philadelphia san francisco nfc championship game which i think would be incredible man it's two great coaches and you could argue the two most talented rosters in the nfl like i know in the afc you have burrow and allen and mahomes and these guys that we talk about but those rosters aren't in my opinion close to what san francisco and philly have i think they're just propped up by having top five quarterbacks in the league and i said this earlier in the week like it's no shot against jalen hurts i think what jalen hurts is doing in Philly is similar to what Brock Purdy's doing right now in San Francisco. He has the number one offensive line in the league. He has a brilliant offensive mind for a head coach. They can run the football. His team went out and got him A.J. Brown. Like, his life is easy. Oh, by the way, they're one of the best defenses in the league, too. So you're always playing in the lead. You're not having to throw the football to get back into games and kind of press when a team knows you're trying to throw the football. Like, you're always playing with leverage against your opponents. And there, there is something to be said for San Francisco and Philly building these rosters and the, the jobs that their front offices have done uh, in doing that and making life easy for their quarterbacks. Like, I don't ever want that to be misconstrued as, as a shot because any of these quarterbacks, at least I would hope, would pick to play in a system like this where you're where you're wondering, well, is it is it the quarterback or is it the team? I would much rather be in that spot than be. I want to talk about Trevor Lawrence today. Than be Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, where you're like, all right, you know, you finally hired a good coach, but yeah, the roster's not great. Your offensive line isn't very good. Your defense kind of sucks. You're going to get your ass whooped basically all season. But hey, you're really good. You're a really good player. Like he'd much rather play in San Francisco or Philly because the rosters are absolutely loaded and you don't have to do anything. So I hope we get a San Francisco Philly NFC Championship game there's no question in my mind that they're the two best teams in the nfc i gotta see dallas win more than one playoff game until i believe in them uh and for minnesota i just i think you highlighted it there is a certain air of i just never i, know. I never I liked know. cousins rise to fame in in washington I, I just, I courtesy know. of Kyle Shanahan. Thank you. Kyle Shanahan. He's pretty good with quarterbacks, man. And the 49ers look good last night. Last note on Purdy, too. I, you know, he is, he will get a lot of the attention and the, a lot of the acclaim. That's the way the NFL works. Quarterbacks, 
for some reason, wins and losses has turned into a quarterback stat when I think it's the most meaningless thing ever. Like, well, we pay him $50 mil a year? Yeah, for some of the guys, I would hope, yeah, contract-wise. But for a Mr. Irrelevant rookie, uh, I, you know, I think the 49ers win that game last night with a lot of different quarterbacks. But there is something to be said of not turning the football over. And as long as he continues to do that, it's going to be great. I think the biggest challenge that Brock Purdy had and the biggest hurdle that he needed to clear in order for me to fully believe in San Francisco having the ability to win with him is winning over the locker room. Like, that's a really tough thing to do for a young quarterback. Look no further than in New York with what's going on with Zach Wilson over the last month, where they bring in Mike White. The teammates are, are wearing Mike White T-shirts going on road trips. Zach Wilson has to come out with a quote this week. They're at, you know, he's asked, are you still the long-term quarterback of this team? And he's like, yeah, I'm still the long-term. Like, no, you're not, dude. No, the whole team loves, I hope so. The whole team loves Mike White. You play terrible. He's playing great. Like, it's over, buddy. Your dream is gone in New York, and you're probably going to get moved at some point because he never went over the locker room. And that's why we highlighted when it happened his comments about, you know, did you let the defense down? No. It's like that stuff travels in the locker room, man. And so I, you hear the comments from the offensive linemen, the guys on the defensive side of the ball. They think Brock Purdy is mature beyond his years. He's wise. He understands the offense. He's a real cerebral player. And they, they love him, man. You can just tell it on the field when they're, you know, giving him high fives and they win the game, the way everybody's celebrating together. They have, they have welcomed him with open arms, and that doesn't always happen with a rookie quarterback. So I think he's won that locker room over. And they have now won, I believe, seven in a row. I think the number is at for San Francisco. I think it's seven in a row. They have won the NFC West. The NFC West is gone. Their last three games, the Niners, next Christmas Eve, uh, not next weekend, which is Christmas Eve, uh, they get the Commanders at home, and then they close up with the Raiders and the Cardinals. Uh, Raiders on the road, Cardinals at home. So there's a good chance the 49ers go into the playoffs with however many wins in a row that would be. Maybe they drop one of those, but I think they're gunning for that number two seed because if you get the number two seed, you not only get a home game for a wild card weekend, but you get a home game for the divisional round of the playoffs as well. So I, to me, they're the team to beat in the NFC. I know that pisses off Eagles fans. I think they're more balanced, and I trust them because I've seen them do it in the playoffs, and Brock Purdy has fit in like a glove seamlessly. Again, proving that Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the more overrated players in the NFL. we got a lot to get to in the second hour of the show. I want to get to the Seahawk angle of last night. Uh, kind of what's next for them? I, a lot of Seahawk fans are down. I don't know if I would be. I think they just overachieved a hair this year, and I want to dive in a little bit to them. We'll dive into the Vegas Bowl. That's tomorrow. I can't wait. Oregon State, Florida, a chance to finish with 10 wins on the season for the Beavs. Luka versus Dame. I do want to talk about Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be loaded. Second hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.